Wonderful listeners, I'm Kayla Jackson, and thank you for tuning in to Clearing It Up, the podcast. This is a podcast that shatters the glass on the assumed reality of the people we idolize. From influencers to cultural icons, I am interviewing them to uncover what their life is really like, not just the highlights that we see on social media. So sit back, put your headphones on, or turn up your speakers, and listen to me talking to these amazing people. Here we go. Hey everyone! Today with me, I am so excited to chat with global yoga movement and wellness expert and founder of Stral Yoga, as well as amazing author named Yoga Rebel by the New York Times. She brings a revolutionary approach to being, moving, and healing to inspire millions around the world. With her relatable perspective to yoga, meditation, exercise, awareness, nutrition, and everyday well-being. Ooh, that was a mouthful. Oh my goodness! Welcome, Tara Styles, to the show. Oh my gosh, thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, maybe we need to shorten that a little bit to just person who likes to help other people feel good and feel good herself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I've been, I was writing this intro for you and it was like one page long. And I'm like, oh, oh no. my goodness. <laughs> You've done so much and you're so like, you're still really, really young. And it's like, oh my God, <laughs> this is intimidating. Well, look who's talking. I got, well, you know, I mean, when you have a lot of energy and you have an idea, things happen, you know, you get, you get to do the thing over and over. And for me, that's, that's it. That's amazing. So I'm just happy to get to do things and really excited to talk with you too. So how are you? What have you been doing lately? Oh gosh. So we've lived in my husband and I, and I, before that, like I moved to New York city, basically the day after high school. And I did some conservatory things there. So I'd been in New York for a really long time. And recently about a month ago, we got a home in Illinois close to all of my family. So we have a four-year-old little girl now. And um, because everybody's doing everything from wherever we are, we just figured it was a nice time to spend some, some years here. And, you know, when the airports open back up again and people are gathering again, we can do that from here. And um, so, so, yeah, we are here in the heartland of America. <laughs> <laughs> here in Illinois. Yeah. Well, I've seen your pictures of your house on your Instagram. It looks like a sanctuary. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, I think that, you know, I, I personally like to keep things really simple and calm and clean. So it's a, it's a really nice house, uh, you know, but before we came in and they had the walls painted every different color. So we just had the whole thing painted white so it can just be clear and open and calm. You know, I, for me, that works. I feel like everything I'm thinking about all the time is so much and things that I'm doing are so busy that I need to come home and just sit on the floor and, um, you know, have a, have a cup of tea or a glass of water and just chill out a little bit. So it's nice to find that little time and just kind of unwind, which is like what I love about you and what you do, because, you know, you're an amazing yoga instructor and you teach wellness and you teach nutrition. And that's just so important, especially like right now with our mental health and just, you know, staying physically active, rather if, if it's like doing a five minute yoga class or just stretching, I think it's just so important. Oh gosh, hundred percent. I mean, that's why I started this in the first place. I learned about yoga around high school, right after high school. And my first thought was, oh gosh, this is amazing. I feel great. And my second was, my friends don't do this. Why don't my friends do this? And then <laughs> new people that I would meet, oh, yoga strange, or I don't feel comfortable, or, you know, it's kind of um, they weren't comfortable talking about food, but everybody wants to feel better. So I thought, okay, 
I can approach this from a feel better way and um, maybe some people want to come along for the ride in that way. But you have such an interesting life and interesting story. Um, I'm just so excited to chat about it. Um, but starting off, you were a model um, and now you're where you are right now, which is incredible, but it's such a kind of a difference. There's a bit of a difference there. What, why did you change gears into becoming a yoga instructor? Sure. Well, I guess before modeling kind of happened, which, you know, I was so naive. I mean, I was a kid from Illinois that had no idea what that even meant or, you know, it was sort of before the internet. So we weren't kind of looking at everything, um, but I danced growing up. So that was kind of where I thought my life would go. And a casting agent came to a ballet show that I was doing and said, oh, would you come on this audition for a Coca-Cola commercial? And I said, sure, sure. Why not? You know, I had no idea what why not? <laughs> why not? You know, as you do when you're young and hopefully young at heart, saying yes to things that sound exciting and for a good idea. So I still didn't know what it was, but I ended up getting the gig and it paid $5,000. And I thought this was more money than I'd ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> I'm going to be a millionaire next year. Oh my goodness. It felt like that for sure. So I thought, well, I'm not going to say no to this. So, um, you know, I kept doing those things. And, and I also kind of knew that this wasn't something that would last my entire life. There is an expiration date or, you know, I kind of knew that it's, it's a very iffy situation. You go to the castings, maybe you get it, maybe you don't. Um, so I was always, always something that I always loved that um, as I was learning, I wanted to share this more. So I would literally go to the casting office or the shoot for something and talk to the photographer or the, the person putting the cords together and, you know, ask them how they were feeling, show them a few yoga moves here and there. And, you know, I just started leading yoga and sharing yoga without having it be uh, a real plan. And I think, you know, as things do come together, the experience just being on camera and, and learning how to be comfortable with myself through modeling and through TV commercials really helped out through teaching a yoga class, whether it was in person or online, it was easy for me to make a YouTube video and put it up there and not kind of worry about, you know, how I looked or how I sounded. I just did it to help my friends. And I think that that area of just learning a little bit about myself um, was really useful. So happy to kind of have that in, uh, in my life for sure. I bet you made such a big difference with your friends and you, you did that, you know, not even for you, it was just for others. And that was just, that's, that's amazing in, in itself. But, and, but you channeled your passion into a business. I mean, you're an incredible entre entrepreneur. I mean, I was looking at Strala Yoga. I was going to sign up for the, I was going to sign, I'm going to sign up to be a member. And I just think it's so incredible it's like so easy um and it's just so amazing to be a part of and it's such a really really cool idea and it's such a really cool website i mean so how did that come about i mean it's so well designed um who, what's it about can you tell us about it sure um you know probably a lot like you i i see you know i'm thinking about myself in high school i was you know, kind of friends with everybody selling blow pops out of my locker and like always <laughs> working 10 jobs and always kind of doing things because I love to work. I just love the idea of, of being out in the world, you know, doing things. It really kind of didn't matter what it was as long as there was an opportunity there to, to be involved. So I knew that I would always do something, you know, in business or start something or be a part of something. And I kind of love to exercise that part of myself. So 
when casually sharing yoga on photo shoots and with strangers in the park started to actually <laughs> catch on. I thought, okay, there's something here. You know, so I started a small studio at that time. And like anything, people started coming and they liked it and they told their friends. And I started to think about, okay, what is this about? Um, you know, we're yoga, yeah, but it's yoga in a way that feels like you. It's, um, you know, not rigid, it's not dogmatic. You know, well, how do you say that in a positive way? Um, it's comfortable, it's easygoing. Um, you know, everybody's invited. It's not just about making yoga more popular, it's about changing how you move a little bit so you don't feel like you have to do this pose in order to be, you know, a good at yoga person. It's more about being good at being yourself. So, you know, it turned out at that time, it was really different to do those things and to talk about yoga in that way. You know, even we played music in yoga class, kind of classic rock music or whatever was contemporary, but, you know, easygoing and help people relax. And that was really, you know, it sounds silly now, but, but no one else was doing that in a way. So we had all these elements that kind of defined what it was. So once I kind of figured that out, then, you know, it was, it was pretty obvious that it was a system of yoga. Other people wanted to start leading it. So figuring out what it meant to lead in this way. Um, other teachers started saying, well, I want to open a studio that's called this in association with mine. And I'm thinking, how can I do that in a way where everybody's happy and it doesn't feel like, you know, some sort of rigid franchise and something that people don't like after a while. So really kind of try to be thoughtful about that. And just, you know, as somebody I think like yourself does, seeing where there's opportunities and seeing where, you know, the idea of Strala could be fun and help people and just going for it. And of course, now we have an app that apps are uh, possible now. And yeah, just just continuing going and, and enjoying the ride for sure. Well, yeah, I guess that's why they call you the yoga rebel, right? Because you're changing up the idea of yoga. You, you, you're following it, but you're making it your own. You're making it just more now, more modern. Um, so where did you get the confidence to start Strala? I mean, that's such an interesting name, Strala. I mean, like, it's just even fun to say, like, you know, where did you get the confidence to start your own? Just that is, that's, that would take so much gut, so much confidence. Where did you get that from? Like, how did you, how did you gain the confidence within yourself to start something like that? Well, before I called it Strala, I was just leading a yoga class in the park and I literally made this sign with fabric and it just said free yoga class over here. <laughs> and I just, I wanted to kind of, I guess that was my research and development phase without thinking about it. Yeah. So I just started leading this class and everybody said, oh, this is so different. And I kept saying, no, no, this is just yoga. And people would tell me, no, no, this is yoga, but it's different. So I started thinking about that a lot more. And, you know, at a certain point I said, well, it would be strange for me to call this yoga when I'm changing it so much. So I was starting to think about what I was doing that these people were telling me was different, how I felt about it. And I wrote down the words strength, balance, and awareness, and was just kind of playing around on a piece of paper and smooshed them together. And, you know, I thought the word strala just sounded nice. Like you said, I thought it sounded mm -hmm. fun to say, oh, that's a fun place to go. Strala. So it was, yeah, <laughs> it was just the, the name of a place. And I opened a studio at that time and then I found out this was wild. Um, a newspaper came uh, from Sweden to interview me, a small thing in the newspaper. And they said, it's so cool that you called 
this strala because in Swedish it's a word that means to radiate light, to shine oh. brightly, and to smile broadly. And I'm thinking that's exactly <laughs> what I felt. And and then thinking, you know, uh, they said, well, we put a little circle over the A, and I thought, well, that looks cool just from a design perspective. So over time, we just made that our logo, I guess. But um, but yeah, it's actually a word in Swedish, but it wasn't my original intention. <laughs> well, it, I guess it was meant to be, though. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it was meant to be. And you've got a and you you mentioned your mobile app. I mean, which is perfect for people who want to do online and you just got them and you got your mobile app, just hook it up to your TV and get moving and talking about accessibility. I mean, I was reading one of your kind of like quotes, like kind of testimonies that you do on your website. Uh, and Jane Fonda's, who is an amazing actress and, you know, never ages, um, said one of the one of the things that she really likes about you. And I'm sure there's so many um, and I can already kind of see it now. But um, one of the things that she really likes about you is your ability to make yoga accessible to people who might be scared of it or think it might be too esoteric. What's your mission? What do you set it to do every day that makes you feel fulfilled? Because, you know, your yoga, your yoga classes help us feel fulfilled within ourselves because we've done something today. But what makes you fulfilled? Oh, that's a great question. And yeah, just thinking about accessibility too, I think that was at least my original mission was the feeling that I had with yoga in the beginning was this is amazing. This is something that helps me access myself. Think about all the things that, you know, maybe, uh, you know, embarrassing to talk about with friends or family or as life progresses, but you can come back to asking these questions and finding a little bit of answers inside and also health and well-being. And it seems like this amazing space capsule really and you know i really saw this power and potential and and we're all missing out because yoga is so visual and you know even if yoga is everywhere on youtube it can still be intimidating because you're seeing an instructor you know putting their leg up and then you think oh if i can't do that then i'm just going to give up and you know, go for a run, which is fine too, or whatever. Right. Know? But yeah, it's intimidating. Find a, a teacher that you really, you know, uh, are, can identify with in a certain way. So I wanted to be a teacher that could everybody could see themselves in a little bit, not you know, not care about what I could do, but but show people how to how you can move better in your body so you feel good, and use yoga as the tool for that. And then it just so happens that you know when you feel good in your body through getting it moving, connecting with your breath and your body is one whole unit, then, oh my gosh, I want to eat better. Tell me about nutrition. Oh my gosh, um, I, I want to do this for a career. Oh my goodness, this is how I feel about relationships and so many other areas of life just open up. And for me, that connection with people is so fun and really kind of solidifies what community is about. And, you know, I feel like if we can be good with ourselves, we can be good, you know, in the world and do better and all of these things. So I feel like it's kind of a, a software for yourself. And I've, I've, I've been lucky to figure it out and not feel bad about yoga. I mean, I know so many yoga teachers that are caught in this cycle of trying to be good at yoga and they're studying it forever and they kind of miss out on the potential of life sometimes. So I want to show people, here's this thing, you can do it, but yeah, still go do your life. It's amazing. Yeah. This is a cool, like drinking water. We don't worship the glass of water. We just are thankful for it. And then we move on. <laughs> so, so that makes me happy. <laughs> well, that's an amazing way to put it. I mean, I just, I'd never thought of it. I mean, obviously I thought of it kind of like that, but the way you put it, you know, a software for yourself, that's really, really mm -hmm. interesting. 
Um, so one of the most interesting things about you, I mean, obviously there's lots to choose from, but what, it's your writing. I mean, I'm so intrigued by your new book, Clean Mind, Clean Body. Um, such stellar reviews. For instance, uh, Deepak Chopra wrote, Tara Style shows us how to slow down and realign with our natural radiance and is an easy reset button for feeling and living better. Very descriptive review, but it's obviously not the whole book. Uh, but can you tell us about the book? What is it? What's it about? Sure. Well, you know, I, I, I made a lot of yoga books and kind of specific books for how to do things in an easy way. And really, I think all of us in the last few years have been seeing wellness kind of gone wild in a way. And, you know, in New York, there would be, you know, somebody leaving a yoga class and then getting a green juice and then drinking it over the garbage can and throwing it away and then running to the next meeting and kind of doing these things so fast and, and really missing the point. So, you know, not to make fun of a person like that, but we're all kind of, uh, you know, like that in some way, or we can get caught up in that, you know, whether it's with, uh, you know, social media or work or, you know, just, just being good at the wellness stuff instead of being good at ourselves. So I wanted to kind of address that just as maybe how people might be feeling or just start the conversation there and then present a lot of the East Asian healing modalities that I've been sharing without really talking about for so long, like shiatsu and Ayurveda and, and even yoga. Like I like to share them and not say, oh, by the way, this is, you know, a shiatsu pressure point because it just, you know, <laughs> people are, I don't care, you know, it doesn't matter to me. But if I can lean on somebody, you know, on a certain place in their foot at the end of a yoga class, I know that it can help calm their mind or a different place will help energize their body. So kind of sharing these things that can be scary or dogmatic in a way that actually works for your life and in a slow way where you can do it and still feel like yourself. So that's kind of the, the goal with that book. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, I'm just so excited to read it. I, I've just, it's a New York Times bestseller. Again, one of your eight books, right? Oh my goodness. What makes this book different from your other ones? Oh gosh. Well, I think it's really about slowing down and and looking at the whole picture of 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 life and really about the reader instead of learning about yoga or learning about cooking or learning about this it's really learning about yourself and taking all of these um, healing arts as tools to help you feel better in the normal things you do in life you know it's sort of like you were saying earlier we can all just get down on the ground and do yoga but if you're stressed out when you're making dinner or doing schoolwork or picking up the bag of the groceries, then you're kind of only taking care of yourself during that yoga class time. And I wanted to expand that a little bit to, you know, if you're picking up the groceries, move the bag into your body and breathe <laughs> as you come up and, and have it be fun. And if you're stressed out in the middle of a class, you can soften yourself a little bit and roll around and take a breath and then come back into it. So you know, showing folks that, you know, these healing arts can feel so foreign to us and we can respect the cultures without appropriating them, but they're really for us. They're for all of us. And that's how they were meant anyway. So kind of trying to open up that conversation to, is it really working for your life or are you just doing it on the side to get kind of wellness points? <laughs> right. Absolutely. It's just, that's just really interesting. Um, I've never really heard of a book that kind of does that. And I think it's really cool that you kind of tackled it in that way. Um, so uh, you're talking about social media earlier. I mean, crazy. And with this time of quarantine, we're all, you know, constantly scrolling on our devices. Sometimes it can make you kind of feel trapped inside almost. Like 
Instagram and YouTube and social media can, can make you feel kind of trapped uh, inside of a bubble of your life or, or like what it should be because, you know, seeing all the highlights on influencer stories, forcing you to compare and how your life is different, how your life is the same. And oftentimes it's more different than the same. I mean, looking at like the Kardashian stories versus your stories. I mean, that's why I do this podcast is to figure out the reality of the people who we idolize, who we think have such a great life, but in turn, but they're, but they're struggling or they're just, their life is a lot similar, you know, kind of uncovering, uncovering what, what their everyday life is and what their kind of misconceptions about the reality is. Um, so with that saying, you know, how do you stay true to yourself in the trap of social media? Oh gosh. Well, first of all, it's, it's incredible that you have that perspective being where you are in your life right now already. So oh, you're, making you're, me going to be fine. you're going to be fine. And, and also everybody that you're helping through this podcast, it's so cool because you know, I used to think when, you know, Instagram was starting to get crazier and crazier and people were starting to get wrapped up in it more when it, before, you know, when it started, it was, you just took a picture and posted it and nobody cared. And now it's, you know, like you said, this, this strange place of perfection and expectation. And it's almost impossible to be a human on the planet with a phone and not have some negative feelings about it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can say, oh, I'm cool with it. Or I put my phone outside of my bedroom at night, but still you're going to pick it up. You're going to see something that's going to trigger you in some way, no matter who you are, whether you're a young person or, you know, a 60 year old dude, like it kind of doesn't matter. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so everybody's in the same boat, I think. And you know, I love, I love that you're just having this conversation. I don't think there's one, you know, quick fix, but I do think, you know, tuning into this podcast with you and spending more time doing things that are meaningful, uh, put perspective on the, the circus that, that some of the social media is, and then you can, you know, decide how you want to show up and participate. You can decide from a more grounded place, you know, if you want to look at somebody who's making you feel bad about yourself or if you just stop because you're so busy doing things that make you feel good about yourself. And, you know, I'm, I have a lot of uh, trust in, in your generation, really, because it's sort of this unapologetic, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Everyone else is doing their thing and that's fine, but I'm just going to keep going this direction. And I think if older people act acted like you act, we'd be in a better position because a lot of times it's the older people, you know, doing this to you guys, <laughs> you know, yeah. we're all showing, you know, our airbrush self and, you know, putting up the Kardashians and all of these things without really thinking about it. So, you know, I think you guys are in the middle of it while you're growing and also deciding who you want to be, you know, it's, it's kind of, embarrassing I think to, to <laughs> not do that <laughs> maybe if we just slow down a little bit and you know I think for me I, I grew up without the internet and then it was there so I'm thinking great I can use this thing to talk to people but there's still people on the other side it's not just myself with no consequences you know so right I I I like to share things that I, I would be comfortable sharing if the person was right there you know <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to get embarrassed, you know, for, for my own reasons or whatever. But I think that's, you know, the more we have these conversations that you're bringing up, I think is incredible because it's just out of the, the conversation sphere at the moment. You know, everybody's, I've been on some podcasts where people are 
literally so addicted that they're worried about their follower accounts at night. And these are people in their like thirties and forties. And I'm thinking, but what about your life? <laughs> you <know>? Right. Yeah. <laughs> is that, is that your life? Is that-, is that your life? Yeah. So, so conversation that you're starting, I think is huge and, you know, has the power, obviously you guys, you and your generation know this too, to, to actually make this change and, and wake up some of the older people to acting like, you know, doofuses and all of these things. <laughs> so thank you. Wow. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say. That was literally the kindest thing I've ever heard. Um, like, oh my goodness. I have to, you know, we're talking visually, but I am like, I am blushing because that made me feel so good. Thank you so much. Um, I really, I really appreciate that. And hearing compliments from people who you admire is like feeling like an angel has come down and said, you are worthy. You are worthy. It's like, oh my goodness. <laughs> um, so thank you so much. Um, but before we wrap up, I'd love to, you know, everyone listening right now is, I'm sure already by now or even before we're like, oh my goodness, this woman is like the female Buddha. She knows, she knows how, she knows how to calm down. She knows how us to tell us to be the best selves, to unlock our, our positive mental health and just be who we can be in this moment and in this time frame. But if you could tell us just one thing, a mantra that you believe in strongly, something that, you know, you teach your daughter because you have a cute little daughter. It's, <laughs> oh my goodness. Like looking at Instagram photos, it's like, oh my God, she's the cutest thing ever. <laughs> um, but what's, if you could tell us just one thing, what would it be? Gosh, well, I think this is, this has really saved me and it took me a long time to kind of figure out the, the tiny version of this and it's completely easy. Anybody can do this anytime. And I love teaching it at a conference, like being the person that comes up and is like, okay, now we're all learning. We can just do this for one second. And then everybody's like, whoa, I feel so much better and yay, it works. So just simply <sighs> softening yourself. So making your, your elbows, your knees, your, all of your bendable parts a little more bendable and letting yourself have that emotional softness in a way. <sighs> And then maybe a little wiggle around to see if you're movable, like a tree kind of responds to the breeze. <laughs> and then simply, you don't even have to breathe bigger and deeper. The softness is like opening a door to your breath. So your breath just automatically becomes this giant full wave rolling through you. And then the only next thing to do is to notice how you feel. And which is the point where we all, you know, in our normal life, just run away. <laughs> you know, I don't want to notice how I feel. I'm going to run away and look at something on Instagram or whatever it is. But that soften a little bit of a movement, notice your breath, and then notice how you feel. And you can't go wrong once you notice how you feel. You have all the information. It's like, okay, now I need to go this way or I need to go this way. So I think that's a little, you know, one moment thing that anybody can do to, to feel better. I love that. I, that's incredible. Thank you. Um, so as we kind of wrap up, I'd like to ask you five rapid fire questions. Ooh. <laughs> okay. So here we go. Uh, what is one misconception that you think people have about your job? Oh gosh, that um, uh, leading yoga is, doesn't have a lot to it. It's uh, just whatever, do a few poses. <laughs> so what is one food that you binge on? Ooh, my goodness. Um, gummy bears. <laughs> Ooh. 
I haven't had a gummy bear in like a year. I'm going to go buy some now. Yeah, pretty good. There's like some healthy versions too without all the, you know, the, the yellow number, whatever. So yeah. the health food store has some, yeah, I'm happy for that. But the, the <laughs> ones from CVS work fine too at a pinch. Yeah. If you were to open a yoga studio anywhere in the world, where would it be? I think in a small town in America where there's nothing really. So actually it's funny, this town I'm in right now has two, which they've, the owners have reached out to me. So I had no idea. So this town doesn't need any more, but, but any place where there's, <laughs> there's nothing, maybe there's just a Walmart or something, then yeah, I'll come in and give it a go. <laughs> if you can't sleep in the middle of the night, what do you do? Ooh, gosh. Um, well, I think, and if you ever decide to have a small person in your life, you will probably sleep well also at a certain point, not in the beginning. <laughs> I do sleep well because we're exhausted at night, but I think if I wasn't sleeping well, I would get up and um, walk around and, and take some time just to have some deep breaths and, and use that time to notice, you know, whatever's going on in my mind and see if I could do something with it. What's the best accent you can do? Can you give us a little preview of it? Oh my gosh, I'm terrible with accents, but I can probably do um, like a hillbilly Illinois, like get in the back of the truck and, and I'll meet y'all back and, and see you later. And yeah, make sure you, you bring that over tomorrow. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my God, it's like I was watching Parks and Recreation all over again. Oh yeah. <clears throat> well, that's all my extended family when they all get together. You can't hear what anybody's saying because it's all that you hear the first word and then everything becomes a little bit of a mumble, so. <laughs> <laughs> that, is the, that is an awesome accent. I have never heard it before, but oh my goodness. Yeah, it's that, not one of the more glamorous ones in the world, but it's there. It's the most entertaining one I've ever heard. <laughs> so thank you so much, Tara, for coming on the show today and sharing your story and how you navigated the tr tricky waters of being a business badass. I mean, You've empowered me and I'm sure so many others to do, to be our best selves and staying true to ourselves, especially right now and in the trap of social media. So thank you so much for coming on the show. And I just, I'm, thank you so much. Thank you so much. You're amazing. This is Kayla Jackson and thanks for listening and clearing it up. Please subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast and leave an awesome review. Please follow me on Instagram at IamKayla.Jackson and tell your friends and family to do so as well. Mm -hmm.